Hey there, guys. We are faded through time, and we are. <laughs> Wait, Where we get faded through time and talk about nice. things that have faded through time. I'm Isaiah, and I am here with Noah. And we're going to talk about a very lovely. Some would even call it romantic flip. Romantic? Yes. Mmm. All that uh, medieval romance. Shout out to anyone who's been forced to take a, a literacy course flip. Any of those, like, English courses. Because that's where all the, uh, the knights and chivalric romance comes from. Chivalric. What is that? Chivalry? Oh, sh- yeah. Okay. Um, is that a word? Chivalric? I think so. I just, when I thought of it, I thought of Rick and Morty. Shout out to dictionaries out there. (laughs) Shout out to all the dictionaries. (laughs) I don't know how, you know, Richard got that title, but. But today we're going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) Today we're going to talk about the Crusades. We're going to talk about the first and the second, but we're also going to shed a little light on maybe half of a crusade. Maybe there was a little bit of like a, a prequel going on, a Flip. prequel, okay, okay. We're so going like it was a pre-order, Flip. You can get in on the... It was early access, Flip. So pretty much a crusade before the crusade. The pre-crusade, yes. Oh, so it's like, it's like okay, people first getting into it, be like, maybe we like this, maybe we don't like this. And they're like, fuck it, let's go for it. You ever like really jump the gun, Flip? You ever go? You ever do something like way too early? Hmm. You ever get way too ahead of yourself? Uh, you know, sometimes I get in the shower too early where it's cold... Oh, you didn't wait. You didn't get ready for the temperature. I didn't, I didn't stick my that hand. That is in. that is a pretty good analogy there. You didn't even wait. You jumped right into the shower. I was so tired. I needed a shower. I was going to be late. So, Flip, you need to imagine your excitement as a medieval peasant in the year 1095. Okay. Yeah. The last exciting thing that's happened maybe in your lifetime is William the Conqueror has taken over England. That was in 1066. That man's nutty. So about 30 years later, we just have. Three major kingdoms sitting in Europe right now. You have England, France, and the Holy Roman Empire, and the three of them are just sort of sitting and staring at each other. So we have these three massive Catholic kingdoms, and the Pope, Pope Urban II, says we're going to do something fun. He says we're going to take over the Holy Land. As he should. He's gonna. He he has a a meeting, a papal bull, which is a an official statement made by the the papacy where he's championing taking back the city of Jerusalem for Christianity. But there is sort of a political reason for this too. Hmm. The rise of the Seljuk Turks over in the Middle East, what is now Iraq and Iran. Where? The, hmm? Hmm? Iran where? Flip. Really? Really, Flip? Have, have we subverted to that level of comedy, Flip? Flip, I ran very far. I ran very far, Flip. You should have saw his fucking face. <laughs> no, Flip. No, okay. In, in the Middle East, the Seljuk Turks had amassed a lot of power, and the area known as Rum... We like to call it the Sultanate of Rum, but it's really pronounced Rum. It was something, if you know where Turkey is, it was a section of the Roman Empire that was just taken away. Really, the Byzantine Empire, what was left of it. It was a section taken away from them and also controlled by a Seljuk-leaning leader. So there's a lot of power being controlled by the Seljuks, one family over in the Middle East. 
And the Byzantine emperor is like, whoa, that's kind of scary. So there's some, uh, some pull from the Byzantine emperor to try to get the pope to send some help. And that is actually part of the reason that the First Crusade is successful, but we'll get into that. But I wanted to talk a little bit about the People's Crusade, or it's also known as the Peasants' Crusade. Because oh. I want you to think of your excitement as a peasant in this time period. You've been farming your fields every day for the past, like, 19 years of your life, and then you suddenly hear that all your sins could be taken away if you go fight a war in the Holy Land. Dude, I jump on that ship immediately. Immediately? They were planning the crusade mm -hmm, to mm -hmm. launch in August. Okay. The people left in April. Flip, they just, they they went for it. The people just got, they, they started their march and they just, they went, Flip. They just went for it, Flip. They said YOLO, Flip. They, they went for it. Either that or pay indulgences? Come on, mm. bro. What, what would you choose? Hmm. Depends on if I have a sword and shield ready. You have to buy that. Hmm, is it You're the same value as the indulgence, though? <laughs> I think I would go fight in the Holy War. <laughs> I, I think that would be too much fun to, to not want to go You'd try. You probably have to. You'd be broke. Dang, Flip. It <laughs> really did be like that. <laughs> it was a trick question. You didn't have a choice. <laughs> <laughs> but Flip, to be fair to these yeah. peasants, they march through mainland Europe. They go through Constantinople. They get to a region known as Nicaea, and then they get crushed by a Turkish army immediately. Like crushed, crushed? Oh, flip. There were only a couple thousand survivors left. It was not good. How many people went? In the, in the 20s of thousands. Oh, okay, okay. So only they, they, were lar they, were, they were greatly crushed. Flip. Mm -hmm. they, were, they were totally turned around. But that sort of sets the stage for... The First Crusade, which you would think would be a horrible failure after something like that. But realize that this was something that wasn't totally approved by the church. They weren't really ready for this. That wasn't really their plan. And like I said, they were planning to leave in August to go fight in, in the Holy Wars. But uh, the people, oh, the will of the people, ready. Flip. It is, it is hard to, it's hard to stop them, Flip. But Flip... Let's get to the First Crusade. So mm, it is mm. it is 1096, or 10, is still 1095, 1096. It is the late 1090s. Now, before you get into that. Yes. That has me thinking. Do you have a, you have a question, Flip? You I do something? have a question. What if hmm. the Pope was able to use that excuse that they killed all those peasants to be like, hey, let's actually go out there and invade those people now? Oh, you think that, like, made him double down and, like, wanted some vengeance for the Absolutely. lost souls? Or just use it as an excuse to be able to do it. I, in, in the book I... to your buddy down, you know, above you. In the book I was reading, which I, I do want to reference here, it's a book by Jonathan Phillips. It's called Holy Warriors, A Modern History of the Crusades, where a good portion of the information from today came from. Um, in that book, I... I don't know if he said if the Pope used that to, like, fuel the flames more. Mm -hmm. I don't know if word would have traveled back quickly enough while they were traveling to the Holy Land. It's the Middle Ages. It might take a while for, for word to get from one end of the world to the other. But I would I would believe if they did know that that would add some some spark to their flame flip. Or maybe frighten them. Be like, oh. I'll be a little... That's fair. Be yeah. a little worried that there's 
This might uh, not work out, bro. Like, you just saw what happened to these peasants. There's a giant army waiting for you. Wait, there's a the huge band of Seljuk Turks just waiting for another chance to, to chop up chop up your brethren. Gosh dang it. We'll, we'll remember those peasants, Flip. We'll remember them well. I'll keep this one's pinky. <laughs> it's actually the Pope's, by the way. It's the, it's the finger bones of St. John. Mm-hmm. This is Excalibur. <laughs> this, this is totally 100% Excalibur. Mm. Do check out our TikToks if you haven't already. <laughs> <laughs> we, we're up to, we're posting now, what, one every day? We're, yeah, we're getting much, that. Yeah. Be sure to check them out. But we're, we're going to talk about the First Crusade. And Flip, mm. you know I love the game Crusader Kings 3. Shout out to an amazing game. Yeah, even though it starts out with no Crusader Kings. That's where I'm going with this flip. The first Crusade had no kings. Oh, really? There were no kings in it, Mm-mm. flip, which is a little bit ironic if you think about it. But uh, it's known as the Prince's Crusade because mm. a lot of a lot of sons went out to fight. Like you, if you do watch our TikToks, you'd know that Robert, who is the son of William the Conqueror, goes out crusading. Mm. And that's why William the Red ends up becoming King of England because Robert's over in the Holy Land, and Robert was just just in there. They didn't give him a chance. They just took the throne right from him while his brother's just trying to kick some ass. He he was Robert was like such a cool dude fighting over in the the Middle East just to end up being kicked out by a really uncool dude just back in in England. He, William the Red, he had rosy red cheeks. Wow. Was he redhead? That also could be true, too. Mm. He's known as William the Red, so I, I think he was just kind of all over red. Oh. Blushy and, and red-haired. And... Was he Irish? No. No, German. Germans had red would hair. Have been, would have been mostly French. Norman. Oh, yeah, okay. Because William the Conqueror and all mm. that. Um, but, Flip, I wanted to go over the reasons that... There are no kings in this one. So remember I said that we have those three major Catholic kingdoms all just sort of staring at each other. Big brother, little brother, littlest brother. Yeah, we've got we've got a big old empire in the Holy Roman Empire. We've got England, which has just sprouted up now that William the Conqueror has taken over. And we have France, who's Who kind of an faces. old... Oh, France has is, France is seen some stuff. And they will see some stuff. And uh, <laughs> France has seen some <laughs> stuff, and they will see some stuff. <laughs> Um, William the Red is constantly at odds with the church. He's not really 100% on board, but that's why that's why William Rufus, William the Red, wouldn't join in. Robert obviously goes and fights. Um, Henry the Sixth, uh, no, Henry the Fourth of the Holy Roman Empire, he is still experiencing a rivalry with the papacy. Do you remember? Uh, there's like uh, an investiture controversy. It it stems from Charlemagne. And the Pope, when the Pope crowned Charlemagne, it made an enduring question of who has power over who, the Holy Roman Emperor or the Pope. And Henry IV continues that sort of question of do I have the power in Rome or does the Pope? So he's not going to join in this crusade either. He's, he's, not, he's not in on that. He's like, bro, we need to figure out some shit beforehand. We need to find out who's in charge here. We need to know. We need to know who's telling who to do stuff. Mm. And Philip of, or I should say, Philippe, Philippe of France. <laughs> he's a, he's a little cheater. Flip. He's a he's a well known cheater, and that's just not a good look for, for the for the Catholic faith. So we're just we're, he yeah he's not he's not gonna be doing that. Flip. 
He's yeah. not going to be leading him. I can't believe he didn't get caught like the rest of them. He's he, the only one that got caught. That's why they he, didn't like him. Like, bro, we fucking told you. You just can't keep a secret, man. Come on. Dude, just wrap something up at least. All the other kings are like, there are, th- there are 13 ladies in my court. Come on. You can't just keep a secret with one. <laughs> the Okay. One of the... Uh, one of the ladies that he got with was already married, so like even like even more even worse, you know. Mm-hmm. She's married to someone named Count Falk of Anjou, who is related to Falk later. We'll get to him, mm. but Falk the Fourth is like known as Count Falk the Hideous. Oh, so like I almost feel for that girl, mm. but then again. You also forsaken the whole reputation of the king of France, but that's also on him. But he's also a king. King of king of mm, <laughs> king mm, king king of some nasty things, Flip. King of some nasty things. <laughs> How long has he lived? Does he reign for very long? Uh, I I believe so. See? I think uh, <laughs> I think he inherits the throne fairly early. Yeah. Not not. Not too early. I think 12, 13, 14, somewhere mm. around there. Um, but I think he rules for a while. At least he stays on the throne through his adulthood and, and rules. And I I would have to look up to see how he's deposed or dead or whatever, however he ends his life. Yeah. I'm not too entirely sure. If he's underneath any pit, you know, parking lots. But Flip, we've, we've highlighted the fact, or if he's buried under a parking lot. <laughs> Shout shout out to Richard the Third. Um, what a dick. <laughs> but Flip, we've highlighted the fact that there are no kings involved. So Flip, who the heck is leading the crusade? Some kings. So I don't. I don't know, Flip. Somebody. Well, Flip. well, let me tell you, Flip. Hmm. There's two dudes. They're in a hot tub. Five feet apart because they're not gay, Flip. But this time they're on horses. No, this time they're brothers. Hmm. So that's that's just another level. Hmm. <laughs> what are they Greek or you know? No, flip. <laughs> they're what would they what would they have been? They might have still considered themselves Norman, except they were. I would say Dutch because they're from Flanders. Hmm. Modern day Belgium, but Belgium didn't exist yet, so we're still looking at northern France. Um, two brothers, Godefroy and Baldwin, or you, you might like call him Jeffrey, but Godefroy, cause to be really super French, um, these two brothers are great military leaders. Mm. They both fight their way through a hostile modern day Turkey. We'll call it Asia Minor. Mm. They they march through mainland Europe. They are following basically the same path as the People's Crusade. It's almost like it's almost like you go through a maze and you only get so far, and you're like, "Well, that path didn't work." And then you retrace so far, and then you get much more success. Mm. Same way, they sort of like started a path and realized, "Oh, dang, that way didn't work. We gotta go." Okay, we'll start through Anatolia again, and then this way. Mm. Um, Godefroy is the one who goes to Jerusalem. And Baldwin has a couple of thicks made about him. So if you watch our TikToks, you might know a little bit extra about Baldwin. 
But Baldwin of Bullion, I want to take a second to talk about him really quick. Bologna? Actually a different place. Because Bologna is a an Italian city, and Bullion is a northern French city. But so are they those spelled are, the same? No. Oh. No. I would have guessed. Not. Mm. They're not. Oh, they're not. from different, yeah. Bo- Bologna is spelled Bologna. Mm. Bologna. And then Bullion, I'll show you, Flip, and then I'll read it out loud. Oh, yeah, that's not baloney. Yeah, it, oh, you're, but you're full of baloney, Flip. Mm-hmm. It's spelled B-O-U-I-L-L-O-N, Bullion. But Baldwin, who is the younger brother of Godefroy, mm-hmm. you need to understand that he's not really in line to get a whole lot of titles. So this is really his shot at making a name for himself. Because in this time period, if you're second, third, fourth sons... You're just fodder. Yeah, you're probably, probably literally, probably literally, that you will be enlisted into the military and that you'll fight. And that that you'll literally be fodder. It's just that you'll just be a little bit better because, you know, your dad not, had money. Not cannon fodder. Mm-hmm. Not yet. But definitely arrow fodder. But Baldwin, Baldwin goes to a city called Edessa, yeah. which has some major uh, importance to the Crusaders. There are two apostles buried there. It is the first city in the Middle East that adopted Christianity, like, formally. So there's, like, there's reason to take it. Like, there's there's definitely a reason that Baldwin wants to, to take Edessa. But the way he does it, I will leave that to our viewers to go check out the TikTok. Because there's an interesting story about how he sets up himself to be the adopted son of the leader of Edessa. And there's an interesting way that he ends up inheriting the Count of Edessa. And he ends up ruling the city, and that's the first crusader state, the first sort of success of the crusades. And his older brother, Godefroy, successfully takes Jerusalem. Jerusalem. Yes. He, Godefroy, there's the sort of little interesting fact about him is that he doesn't take the title King of Jerusalem. He instead takes the name Advocate of the Holy Sepulchre, which is... That's bougie, Okay. The the sepulchre, if I'm, I think I'm pronouncing that correctly. It's essentially the Dome of the Rock and sort of where Jesus was buried, the whole sort of area around that. Imagine like how Washington D.C. has a national, like the National Mall is what it's called, mm. with like the Capitol and the the Washington Monument, etc. Imagine just sort of that little area. In, in terms of the Holy Land, where there's these sort of landmarks of Jesus' life. And it's like, it's their goal. It's, the Crusa- it's what the Crusaders wanted. They wanted to take back this area in particular. And on July 15th, 1099, that's the date that Jerusalem is taken by the Crusaders. And then for a while, July 15th is going to have a lot of importance to all of Christianity. One of the reasons that the Crusades, the First Crusade, was Mm. successful is that news traveled slowly. So when they landed, it was sort of perceived as just another Byzantine Empire attack. They weren't really sure what's going on. It's not like the Pope said, hey guys, we're coming. They didn't send a letter to the to the the Seljuks saying, hey, we're going to show up and start attacking you. Look at these dickheads. What are they doing? (laughs) We're going to just call our shot in here. No, they didn't didn't do that. Hey, don't mean to mention this now, but you owe me $32,000 in legal fee. (laughs) Don't mean mean to mention this too early. 
but uh, we're just going to show up here. No, they didn't do anything like that. So the Seljuks thought that this was just another Byzantine Empire attack, that this was just another border clash, that they could just sort of ignore the local troops will take care of it. We don't need to send our main army over there. And then they, they will find out that Jerusalem has fallen. Mm. So that's why the First Crusade is so successful. Wow. So you're telling me. They were like, this is great. This is perfect. I'm glad we did this. They probably didn't think it was one. Like, we didn't think it would be two. Because they probably didn't think there'd be another crusade. Do you think they would have just kept it on? Like, how we didn't think there would be a two for World War? You mean that they... Th- they thought that this would be like the one to end all, to end them all, like this, that, this. Like they had them. Yeah, yeah. They're like this wouldn't happen again. We wouldn't need to do this again. Like, like we've got them here. We. I was we just trying to make a joke up. because of World War One, we have a two, and you said this is the first crusade. And I was like, well, how did they oh, yeah. know? Oh yeah, <laughs> they knew already that it was the first crusade. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> they they probably only referred to it as like the Holy War, or they would probably even call it what the papal bull was and the the name of it escapes me forgive me for were that they, flip but. were they ever going to keep on doing it like keep expanding like doing more crusades well, flip, or they only wanted a lot of the knights when they finished up they had they had their ceremony they paraded through the streets of Jerusalem the uh dude jesus the, the the cross the true cross oh the flip they had the cross they actually had the cross? Yes, they had the true cross. That was like one of the things. Where's that And then they, they lost the true cross. Are you fucking... Well, Flip, there are a whole bunch more crusades to get through. <laughs> yes, Flip, they had the true cross. Flip, I need you to imagine that the at the Dome of the Rock, they pull the, the moon and star off the top of the building. They put up a cross. They've, they've celebrated. And then Flip, all those knights went back home. Flip, there... They're Alexander turning in his grave. They yeah immediately turning back going home. This again. He anytime someone wants to go home, he just hates it. Fucking mosquitoes. <laughs> All the malaria kicks in. Uh, not again. But the first crusade has been won. Yes. Godefroy is not truly the king of Jerusalem because he only takes that advocate name. And he dies shortly after. God dang it, Flip. And you know what? I, I, it's, it's too illness. But I would bet, Flip, it was probably the fact that a Eastern European essentially moved to the Middle East. And the body probably didn't really like that too much. Yeah, sounds about right. I've known people who have gone to... Different parts of the world and come back and end up getting really sick. Really sick, yeah. That also could be being packed into airplanes nowadays but um imagine you're imagine you're a muslim living in that area at that time and hearing about that shit. yeah imagine how you feel damn what the fuck um yeah that that was essentially how they felt but i wanted to ask you a question flip do you think that there's like constant conflict and they're always fighting each other and the christians are always just like beating up the 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 muslims every single day that they're over there like jerusalem's been taken mm. do you what how do you think how tense is it over there well this rival rival rivalry seems like a uh, big brother little brother or just two brothers twins hmm. coming from the same Who, father who's the big brother in the scenario i would say uh, probably say the Celtics. i was gonna say i think they might be twins bro i'm telling you they're like spot on but obviously one twin gets above the other let me let me put this into perspective really quick flip mm. 
the, a lot of the nights went back and I I could look up the number to be like certain mm. and I'm sure sources vary but I think as few as like 300 knights remained oh so they just left their entire army they just yeah they they turned and left because they 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 wanted to plan out taking Jerusalem no one wanted to plan out what to do then <laughs> Oh, yeah, because then it's just like, you're just leaving it there. They're like, bro, we're just going to take this back. That's why I think it's like a brother. Like a t- all these all these princes had claims back home. A lot of them did. Besides the second one that died. Tends to be. Yeah, no, the second one that died. Which which brother went there? Then talking about uh, Baldwin? Or are we talking about Godfrey? Yeah, you had... Go- uh, J- Godfrey and Baldwin are the two leaders of the... Yeah, Jeffrey. Jeffrey. Yeah, the young- he's the second one, right? The second youngest. No, not Ooh, the second I would youngest. Have, I would have to check the uh, the family of Bullion. It's the second but youngest, the uh, the second oldest. Baldwin. He's a second child, pretty much. Mm. Yeah. So he, wouldn't would he have a claim? The people who stayed did not have claims back home, or at least tended to not. Um, Godefroy and Baldwin. Yeah. Their claims that they earned in the Holy Land were likely greater than what they had back home, so they would have a reason to stay. Mm-hmm. But a lot of the knights that weren't gonna get land out of this a lot of them were simply paid a lot which is nice mm-hmm, but yeah. if you don't get a lot of land or you don't get a house out of this there's not really a reason to stay but i did want to point out there's there's like an interesting little passage in the book that i read that said um and i just thought it was humorous it was a knight just writing a letter and it says like some of us here already have houses by birthright meaning like that their dad had the house he died and gave the house to him and, like, we're at second-generation crusaders now of people that have lived here. Mm. And, like, just to think about people people had lived there long enough to have inherited their titles from their parents who were crusaders. So there's actually a fairly long amount of time that this kingdom of Jerusalem exists. That must have been so different having just Catholic people there compared it, to the it's, Muslims. It's really interesting, Flip, because I do want to read... One little story here. I, I've i told you this before, Flip, but if I can find it, there is one story that I think highlights the uh, the relations between the Muslims and the Catholics at the time in yeah. the Holy Land. Because the interesting thing that I learned is that it wasn't always constant fighting. It wasn't always constant hatred towards the two. Once the war was sort of over... There, it was it was tense, and I can admit that, but it wasn't always this fire of hatred within that was unquenchable and was a was an unending war. There was a, a serious amount of respect that went between the two after this. They're brothers, man. Mm. <laughs> but I wanted to tell you a story about a man who owned a bathhouse during this time. And it's written by a man named Usama. Usama is telling the story that he had heard from this bathhouse owner. Mm. Usama is a famous writer in the Muslim world directly following the First Crusade. And he says, in fact, at Shazar, which is a a Muslim city in the Middle East, Mm. in 1114, he had spoke to a bathhouse keeper and the keeper said... I once opened a bath in Almara to earn my living. Once one of their knights came in, referring to the Catholics. So there's a Catholic knight that walks into this bathhouse. Hmm. 
Now they don't take to people wearing a towel about their waist in the bath. So the the Europeans they're used to Roman style baths. They don't wear anything when they're they're in the bathhouses. There they're just they're used to being free. The, As it should, it's a bathhouse, bro. The Muslims. What do you expect to be? What do you? The Muslims tend to walk around the locker room with a towel around their waist, and mm. that's that's the point that he's making there. But do as you will. Live free if you want to. Fair <laughs> enough. Free the willy. So this knight stretched out his hand and pulled off my towel from my waist and threw it down. He looked at me. I had recently shaved my pubic hair, Flip. As you should. So this this knight walks in. Exposes this man and notices that he's cleanly shaved down there, Flip. Bro, how'd you do that? Yeah, he looks at him and he, he, it says he, then he moved in closer to me. Then he stretched his hand over my groin saying, By the truth of my religion, do that for me too. He then laid down on his back. He had it thick as a beard in that place, so I shaved him. And he passed his hand over it, finding it smooth to the touch, and said... By the truth of your religion, do it for my wife. And and he brings his wife in and does the same exact thing. The knight watches to make sure that it's all true and honest. And when both both are are shaved and clean, they they thank him for his service and pay him and and leave. This was a knight. Yes, this was a Catholic knight going into a Muslim bathhouse and demanding that he get a a shave. That man was able to shave his wife without nothing happening because that man was a virgin because all knights hmm. were virgins. That man didn't see it like that. He literally wrote it the way it was. I feel like a lot of knights weren't virgins, though. Neither were popes. The the monks were. <laughs> so, like, the the knights, the knights, hospital, the knights hospitalier or the... Oh, what's the other one I'm thinking of? The really the Knights Templar. Yeah, I was gonna say the, Templar. the Knights Templar. They're supposed to be the other rich, the other rich fancy noble knights of France and of England. They're they can they can do what they want. Mm. Those that are devout Catholic monks, warrior monks like the Templars, they they're supposed to be. Mm. But oh, flip, we know that there's plenty of times that they weren't. <laughs> but then flip. Humans will be humans. I wanted to highlight that that little beautiful little story just to show that it wasn't all hatred between the two sides in this interim period between the first and what we're going to talk about right now, the Second Crusade. Mm, mm. So Flip, I said there were no kings in the first one. Flip, it's time. Oh. Flip, it's time for some kings. Yeah, they they went back to their dads. And, no, because they were able to inherit. So it's. Well, Flip, some time has passed. It'd be their sons. Some time has passed, Flip. We actually... There is a papable... I believe it's called Quantum Predecessores. That's a word. Which... It's translated to something like... um, Like the the bill or the the papal bull of your predecessors. Mm. So, it is Pope... uh, So, the Bill of Rights? No, it's, it's the Pope going, Hey, guys... Your dads were really cool. Oh. It's hey, we're we're calling on our predecessors here. Mm-hmm. Hey, we're guys, that that previous generation, oh, guys, they were so awesome. Oh my god, they say that about which generation? Every generation. They say that about every generation. <laughs> yeah, it was the the baby boomers. Baby boomers about themselves? The boomers, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
baby boomers His about generation the, and their yeah. damn cell phones. Yeah, it one hundred percent gives those vibes. Flip. They can capture ch- checks with their phones. This technology. I uh, hope it keeps my heart going though. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, if they have a heart problem. Get that check. Shout out to all the people with heart problems. <laughs> yeah, I hope that things are going well. Obviously, you keep doing you and keep your head up. Don't let your uh, don't let your uh, crown tip king or queen or pope. Well, obviously, yeah. But because Pope Eugenius the third, I believe. Eugenius. E- yeah, you e- Eugenius. Is that what just Eugenius just called him? Or like, dude, that gotta be his name. Eugenius, dude. You see how much he celebrated? Well, I mean, he's not even the first one. <laughs> <laughs> It was such a good name. They did it three times. He must have been a genius. And flip when you're a pope, you like get you get a new name as the pope. Like you, most of the time, at least in the medieval period. Oh, like uh, Rodrigo Borgia being Alexander the sixth, he gets a, a different name as the pope. Um, oh, but flip Eugenius the third, he releases this papal bull. Hey, that last generation was really cool. We're doing it again, boys. There's going to be a sequel. But Flip, do you want to know the reason why? Like why he's saying, hey, or at least I should say why Why now? The year is uh, 1144. Well, why now? What What do you think happened? If I know the Catholics well enough during this specific time, um, it's probably because they wanted some money. Hmm. Hmm. Well, I mean, yeah, that's always the goal at the end of the day. Flip. Say, that's always the goal like, of, the, were like, of the Catholic Church. How do we trick these jock-like motherfuckers to go out there and risk their lives for this religion where we usually charge them anyway? Hmm. Hmm. But Flip, I'm going to let you know something. Yeah. In 1144, remember how I said Baldwin took the city of Edessa? In a really fun, weird way. Yeah. And how it became the first crusader state. Mm-hmm. It was also the first to fall. As all do. In 1144, Edessa fell to a, a group called the Zengri, mm. which were also sort of allegiant with the Seljuks, still part of the, the Muslim empire that's in the region. So it's like a very small militia-ish? Like a, like a, like a state in the United States. No, oh, okay. So like just... a like a subsection. Guys, we're getting the band back together. Yeah, guys, we gotta we gotta take these cities back. This isn't cool. Like, dude, like. So Odessa's taken. I need this. Odessa's taken. That's the reason for the Second Crusade. And flip, we have kings. Kings are getting ready for this flip. Mm-hmm. We've got Conrad the Third. We've actually got an emperor. Conrad, Conrad the Third. Who he's the Holy Roman Emperor, dude. He's gonna go fight in the Crusades as well as the French King Louis the Seventh. So both kings are going to go fight in the Holy War. But the problem is, Flip. Hmm. Are they broke? They don't really like each other, Flip. <sighs> Flip, they don't They don't like each other. The team chemistry just went straight <sighs> down. It's like you just added like two superstars that just will not work together. And they just constantly fight over and over, even during practice, even during meetings, bro. Just agree once. Flip the, 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 let me make sure I get this right. The Germans went to try to take Edessa and the French went to Jerusalem to meet up with, at this point, it's Baldwin. It's Baldwin the, the second. Also, 
The Count of Edessa, Baldwin, becomes king of Jerusalem because he inherits it from his, his older brother. Because I remember, remember I said Godefroy dies really quickly after becoming the king of Jerusalem, quote-unquote, because he only became advocate. Yeah. So Baldwin becomes king. So we have Baldwin the first. Now flip. Yeah. Stop me if you've heard this one before. Baldwin the first is a, a fairly good king of Jerusalem, but he also gets sick, Flip, and he eventually is going to die. Now, Flip, as luck would have it, the Count of Edessa at the time was his cousin and also named Baldwin. So instead of going to his actual, like, legitimate heir, they went, you know what? The first one was so good. We're doing it again, boys. And Ooh, Baldwin, the sequel. Baldwin II of Edessa becomes Baldwin II of Jerusalem. So literally, two counts of Edessa, back-to-back, were named Baldwin, and then both of them became kings of Jerusalem. Damn. Jerusalem's history is weird. Just a bit. Just a bit. There's a lot going on there. So Flip, the Second Crusade had three fronts in total. The, the Holy Land is the main one, mm. and of course that one was the obvious goal. But there were two other fronts. They wanted to reclaim Spain. That was also a part of it, that southern Spain was controlled by the Muslims, and northern Spain, the kingdom of Asturias, and there were other, like Navarre and all of those Spanish kingdoms. They always hated each other, though, so it was a little confusing to get them on board. But uh, they were able to take some cities in... Like, uh, I believe, Sevilla. Hmm. They were able to take some cities in Spain. Um, So it was a major success over there. So the Second Crusade isn't a total loss. Spain is a a success. They also are fighting the Waldensians in Germany, northern Germany. They're claiming more in what I would say now is um, Poland. It's just sort of a a miss in, in this campaign in Poland. They sort of walk through and see that most of them already converted to Christianity and kind of just go back. So Wow. <laughs> they walk it's through that easy to invade Poland. Always. Always. When will they learn? Oh, how many times you gotta teach you this lesson, old man? Just that's such a bad <laughs> spot geographically. Oh it is. It's it's in the center of everything. Oh my god. So, Flip, the Germans in the Second Crusade, they want to take Edessa. Yeah. They failed to take Edessa. They had, they had successfully sieged it, Flip, but they couldn't fight off the attackers that, that showed up then. Mm. The French, along with the, I will, I will say, the, 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 the kingdom of Jerusalem, um, they decide they want to take a city called Damascus. You might have heard of Damascus. It's another really important city in the Middle East, but it's super, super heavily fortified. It's a great city to have, and mm. it would be a great accomplishment for them. But Flip, just some bad planning. Uh, too quick of a charge by some knights in a battle beforehand. Mm, premature. Led to another failure. So they could not take Damascus. They could not retake Edessa. And the Second Crusade fails damn damn but like i said not entirely they took some cities in spain they were sort of a they were just sort of confused up in germany 
And uh, the Second Crusade was unable to do anything in Jerusalem, and we start to see the decline of Jerusalem when uh, Melisanda and Falk take over. We get a, a queen in charge of Jerusalem, and from there we start to see the rise of Saladin, and we get what we'll see more in the Third Crusade. Now, how did the Pope feel about this? Pope Eugenius? Yeah. He was probably okay. He just didn't give a shit? He... I, I would I would assume he he was upset that the the great goal wasn't achieved, but I'm sure that he would have at least rested on his laurels of have of having made some advances in Spain. Now yeah you're right and with that as well with these crusades they, obviously they go into like a new area right in life mm. they never experienced before maybe some of them have do, do they ever bring back anything to maybe help them back at hmm. home flip yeah yeah. I want to tell you, man. You ever hear of something called the Silk Road? Perhaps. It's a long trade route, or modern historians call it a series of trade routes, mm. that stretch from China to India to the Middle East to Jerusalem to Constantinople to Europe. And it's one large trade route that goes across Eurasia. And Flip, with the Crusaders sort of opening the door to trade to the Middle East, Flip, they got some spices, man. They got some really good spices. So now it's not just plain white people, salt, and more salt. Oh my goodness, our boiled potatoes are gonna taste so good. Garlic? No, garlic's probably already in there. Oregano. We'd have like saffron. Oh my god. Or dude. paprika. What would you do without saffron and paprika? Dude, dude, cinnamon. Time We'd out. get cinnamon. You can finally make those damn cookies better. Mmm. Dude, okay, so you wouldn't have had sugar quite yet because mm. sugar cane is probably only in India. Your bread could taste better. But flip some like some honey cinnamon stuff. Oh. Ooh. Put that in your tea. Ooh, yeah. tea isn't there yet. Tea is tea. The first time tea is in England is is 1642. Dang it, what Flip. Was, what, what did they drink before? They, they they used to boil leaves and stuff before. Didn't like maybe. Before there was no tea in Britain before 1642, and before that they called it Brienne. Yeah. There's no tea. Ah. Uh. <laughs> but no, Flip. That's a tr- that's a true fact. But I think the year 1614. I might no 1642. Like I said, I would have to look that up too, though. But. I think we fairly effectively covered two and a half crusades here, Flip. We've talked about the People's Crusade, where they jumped the gun, they ran too early. Talked about the First Crusade, the brothers that were able to stake a claim for themselves in the Holy Land. We, we covered the reaction by, by the Muslims, and we talked about the Second Crusade, and how the fall of Edessa was the reason, and the Second Crusade was a failure sort of overall, but still had some successes in other parts of the world. What do you think had a bigger impact in Catholic history, of course, or maybe just the first or the second? The first or the second for specific reasons. The fact that they were able to capture Jerusalem and hold it for some time, or the second crusade trying to get back that 
wonderful city that you just got back, your family's been talked about, or your the fathers and grandfathers talked about grabbing the city, but you fail to get it back. There's there's an interesting part in the book where I, I think he did talk about the the Pope and the perception of having the first crusade succeed, you feel like God is on your side, and suddenly you try again and it doesn't work. And now it feels like God has turned against you. And that's just sort of interesting because if you're the Pope and mm. you're supposed to be selected by God. To talk to him, yeah. You are, you are his messenger and you fail. That's, that's big. Now remember, Flip, this isn't the loss of Jerusalem. Yeah. They ha- they're not getting pushed out. They just they can't expand. They try to push further and they just don't. Mm. So mm. they regroup back in Jerusalem and they'll well we'll see we're gonna we're gonna hopefully come back to the crusades eventually but uh absolutely we're get you you might uh you might notice that some key players haven't shown up yet like saladin i i only mentioned him briefly like we're going to see him soon and that richard the lionheart hasn't appeared yet enrico dandolo enrico dandolo and uh and the doge uh, frederick barbarossa that uh, there's a there's some good characters that haven't even showed up yet. Some really famous crusaders, and this is one and two. There's there's probably twelve overall. And like I said, we've had the People's Crusade. That's uh that's another Pretty one. Pretty cool. Yeah. There's actually flip. I'll throw in a little side fact here. Do you ever hear of um, FOMO? It's an acronym. FOMO. No, never heard of it. Fear of missing out. Oh. Do you know what that means? It's the reason that uh, like crypto and Bitcoin shot up so quick because everyone was afraid that, oh, if I don't buy it right now, I'm going to miss out on such a great opportunity. I need to do this right now. I'm going to be broke. <laughs> so the fear of missing out. You remember how I said uh, July 15th, 1099 is when Jerusalem was officially taken? Yeah. There was a another crusade in 1101, but a super small one. Of people who felt like, dang, I really should have gone on this one. I need to go over and help. And that one lost. That one that one got crushed in battle. Was that one approved by the Pope? Was that just the people going out? I don't think that there was any papal bull or any papal authority behind it. Mm. I think it truly was a, dang, I missed out. Dang, I, I should. Dude, they took Jerusalem. I should have gone with them. Too I want to go. Too late. So there was literally both people that jumped the gun and people that went too late that always happens especially in parties you know people coming in early at you know like mcdondons leaving at the last second right before close at mcdondons people stay in too late mm-hmm. i just want to close man <laughs> but flip go eat a burger somewhere else let that go to show how difficult it was to plan things in this era yeah, uh, communication is not as good as it is, is today. I could text a friend from, like, freaking Australia, Japan, and China in, like, the same group chat. <laughs> yeah, you could, you could send a message instantly and be like, hey, we're leaving on this day. That should have been maybe the first words out of his mouth. Remember, everyone, on August 15th, we will prepare, like... Then we will march. Don't be a dickhead and leave, all right? We're not ready yet. This is just this is just an idea. I know it sounds great. Like, actually, really fucking cool. But if you leave early, you will get obliterated. They didn't listen. <laughs> all they heard was, we're marching. 
<laughs> All they heard was, you're ready? <laughs> Fuck, you had me at Pope. <laughs> That's a sexy ass Pope. <laughs> Dang. And uh, Flip, I, I do want to give you one little, um, you know what a mnemonic device is? Just a way of remembering things? Yes. Pope Urban II, the way that you can remember that he's the one that calls the First Crusade, think about the two major urban cities that are going to fight each other. We've got Rome versus Jer- versus Jerusalem. And then they successfully take Jerusalem. Damn. So Pope Urban II is the one that calls the First Crusade. Two urban cities. Two urban cities. Rome mm-hmm. and Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. They're the two major ones involved. Okay, I like that. They do go through Constantinople, though. Mm-hmm. But the Byzantines mm-hmm. are just... Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's not Istanbul yet. Oh, Istanbul? Wow. Not is, there yet. Is it ever? That is much later. Yeah. Okay. That, is, that is almost 500 years later. But still that. It's still the same thing, which is a different name. It's Istanbul now. Yeah, right? If you have a date in Constantinople, she'll be waiting in Istanbul. Mm-hmm. They're the same place. <laughs> are they? Yes. Yeah, I was going to wait a minute. Yeah, yeah, they definitely are. It's the only city that spans two continents, Flip. Oh. There's an Asian side and a, a European side. That's beautiful. Do they ever mix together in the middle? There's a... It's the Hellespont in between. It's a body of water that separates them. Oh, that's easy. Because there's cool. part of it... Part of it's on Turkey. Mm. Part of it's Greek. Part of it's European. Part of it's Asian. I wonder how the laws work there. Hmm. Like, do they have... Do but like, I th- are we like... Are they like statewide? But I think... I think it's all governed the same way. It's just... A technicality. I think the rules there that apply in the eastern side would still apply to the the western side and etc. Both okay. sides. Okay. I would believe. Hmm. Hey. Maybe we should go to Istanbul someday, Flip. Mm. See the Hagia Sophia. Oh, that'd be pretty cool, dude. I I, I want to see cool mommy mommy Oh my God, words. But they're all in Europe. They're across the sea. We need to go see. Uh, Colosseum flip. Yeah, oh my god, the Colosseum. We need to go see the Vatican. Pantheons, the Vatican, Notre Dame before it burns down again. Oh um, my god, flip. <laughs> Bring back bad memories. I know, right? Was it 2019? I think so. Yeah, hey, damn. Wow. It's Time been, flies. It's been four years. Assassin's Creed Unity came out then, that's right, or a little around there. Anyway, guys, we really appreciate you coming, checking out the podcast. If you haven't already, check out the TikTok, the Facebook, the Instagram. The YouTube, and specifically, there's a Twitch out there. We stream every single Wednesday, 9.30 Eastern Standard Time. Now, Noah, how can these people find these wonderful links? You know, there's a couple ways that you can find them. First of all, if you look in either of our bios, you can find them. There are little stickers that we do hand out occasionally if you do find us. We do have a QR code on that sticker that you can scan, and it'll take you to our link tree that has all of our links. But there is one man out there who is a perfect guide to show you where those links are, and his name is Lincoln Thebio. Lincoln Thebio. But if you say his name in his native tongue, it sounds a little bit more like Lincoln the Bio. The link is in the bio. (laughs) Be sure to check it out, guys. Thank you all again for coming, checking out the podcast. It really does mean a lot. And, of course, we'll catch you next time on on Faded Through Time. Time.